There was a time when my mom cried for three days straight over a decision that I made. Have you ever disappointed your parents? Or is there something you want to do with your life, but you know they're probably not going to approve? Today, we're talking about following your heart, even if it means not meeting your family's expectations. La, 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 la. Hello, and welcome to Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. In this episode, I'm going to share my bad daughter story with you, as well as the stories of how J-Lo, Jennifer Lawrence, and The Rock let their parents down. So if you've been humming and hawing about something, but you don't want to be the black sheep of the family, then you've come to the right place. I've built an entire career around something my mom didn't want me to do. Oh, what could that be? Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. First of all, thank you for pressing play today. I'm so happy to have you here, whether it's your first time listening or if you're a returning BLE bestie. Now, I don't know about you, but I always wanted to make my mom proud. I think it's a curse as the oldest. I mean, I'm not sure any of my siblings care nearly as much as I do about making my parents happy. It's almost a problem for me. I heard that it's a classic oldest child trait, which made a lot more sense a while back when I was going for a walk with my sister and her two kids. The youngest, Malia, was just a little toddler back then, and she went running up ahead of us. And my sister and I laughed and admired how adorable she looked running with her little diaper butt wiggling back and forth. <laughs> then her older son said, don't worry, mom, I'll go make sure she's safe. Now, she was safe, but of course we appreciated his extra precaution. He ran up, took her by the hand, and brought her back to us. And my sister ran her fingers through his hair and said, thank you, you're such a good boy. And he smiled. That was it. Suddenly, everything made sense to me. The youngest gets praise, love, and attention just for existing because they're just adorable, while the oldest gets praise for being helpful, for making life easier, or for being obedient. As a little girl, there were nights when my mom would tuck me into bed. She'd say prayers, rub my back, and say, You were such a good girl today. And I'd fall asleep happy. Then there were other nights she wouldn't say it. It probably slipped her mind. It's not that I wasn't a good girl. She just didn't say it. But I would lay in bed wondering what I could have done differently for her to say that I'd been a good girl. Well, anyways, I grew up being a classic overachiever, you know, to make my mom proud. I got excellent grades in school. I started my own business. I ran the drama group and saved money each year to build homes for underprivileged families in Mexico. I was doing all the things. Growing up in Kelowna, especially as someone who was raised in the church, it was kind of expected that you graduate high school, get married so you can move out and have sex, then get your next level education and start making babies. At the time that we start this story, I was well on my way. I'd graduated high school, I was married, and I just started university because, well, that's what I was supposed to do. Oh, and how could I forget? My new husband and I had just bought my grandma's home. Now, this was very important to me because it was something that I'd wanted to do since I was a little girl. I loved the location, the layout, the vaulted ceilings. I also loved that it had an office that was kind of a loft that looked down over the living and dining room area. It had a little backyard and an unfinished basement that was full of potential. As strange as it is, I had planned on buying her place since I was like 
10 years old. See, that's me, the little girl sitting at the table with crooked teeth. I'm 10 there and enjoying Thanksgiving dinner at my grandma's big wood dining room table. I remember this night so clearly. Hey, Grandma. Yes, dear. How much would you sell this house to me for? Jane. What? Pardon me, dear? I really like the high ceilings. I think I'm going to buy it one day. (laughs) Now, here I was, just under 10 years later, redecorating, choosing furniture, and making my dream home my own. As far as school was concerned, I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do with my life, but I had decided I would do a Bachelor of Arts and major in psychology. I figured I could either be a teacher or a psychologist. As soon as I became a university student, my mom started standing taller. She was so proud and she bragged about it to everyone. I loved that I was doing something that made her happy, but there was just one problem. While I was in class, I was completely distracted looking around the room at all the faces and dreaming up how I could make them over. I don't even know where I got this from, to be honest, because this was long before the days of YouTube makeup artists or Instagram. I think I was inspired by the makeovers I'd seen on Oprah. Eventually, I built up the courage to invite some of the girls from my class back to my place so I could glam them and take before and after photos. This didn't sound nearly as creepy before the Dahmer series came out on Netflix. But anyways, I quickly realized if I wanted to create an even bigger impact, I'd have to learn how to do hair too. So I posted an ad online looking for someone to teach me how to do updos and a woman who was on maternity leave from a local hair school responded to my ad. I thought she was going to train me for a few weeks on end, but she just came over for one afternoon, taught me the basics like how to section the hair, how to create volume, and the essentials for styling updos. And after only five hours together, she said she could tell I was very talented. I just needed to practice to gain confidence and speed. So I bought a Judy doll, which is a mannequin head with real hair on it. It was the same one she'd brought over to my house. And I set it up on my coffee table in my living room. And anytime I watched TV, I'd be doing Judy's hair. I spent hours and hours practicing everything that I could and then doing what I'd learned on students from my class. I continued doing great in university, but I was so distracted with my before and after photo shoots. It was a hobby that was truly taking up all of my energy. Hmm this podcast. Interesting. Anyways, one night I was going through the photos that I developed of some of my makeovers when my then husband glanced over and said, you know, you're really into this. Maybe you should do hair and makeup as a job instead. I raised an eyebrow before laughing out loud. Hair and makeup isn't a job, babe. It's something I just like to do as a hobby. At the time, I believed that the only reason why you would get paid to do something is because you didn't really want to be there. The thought of earning a paycheck doing something I actually loved didn't make any sense to me. Over three years, I stayed studying while making over my classmates. My courses were getting more and more psychology focused and I started to picture myself as either a sex therapist or a relationship counselor or something along those lines. My mom couldn't have been any more proud of me. Whenever I'd walk into her nail salon, she'd break to her clients, Here she is, my little psychologist. I can't even tell you how many times I heard that. Of course, I loved that she was so proud and as the oldest, it probably mattered a little too much. Then, one One night, night, it happened. I had a dream that would change the course of my life. In this dream, I was wearing a beige suit jacket and a matching pencil skirt, pantyhose, and heels that looked, well, unsexy, maybe even (laughs) orthopedic. I had a brown leather briefcase that hung from my clenched fist. And if this were a movie, I would have been watching it from the perspective of a camera filming just behind my legs. All I saw was my skirt, tights, briefcase, shoes, skirt, tights, 
briefcase, shoes. I was walking, walking down a long, dreary hallway. A hospital, maybe? Ah, yes, I was at work. As I walked, the sound of my heels hitting the drab vinyl flooring echoed through the yellowish beige hallway. The hallway went on for what seemed like forever. My attention switched from the floor to the briefcase, the skirt, the heels, the sound of me walking. Suddenly I jolted away. No! This isn't me. I can't be this serious. This isn't how I'm supposed to live my life. As soon as my eyes opened, I knew with every cell of my body that I was not supposed to be a psychologist. While I was passionate about helping people, relationships, and sexual health, this just wasn't it for me. I couldn't wear that pencil skirt. I couldn't walk down that hallway and fuck that briefcase. I ran to the computer that sat in our office and for the first time ever, I searched how to be a makeup artist. See, this was long before being a makeup artist was considered a good job. At this time, there was just a small handful of professional makeup artists who worked on celebrities in Hollywood, but the rest of us typically did our makeup ourselves, had a friend or someone who worked at a cosmetics counter in the mall do it. So imagine my surprise when I saw a link for a professional makeup diploma program pop up at the top of my Google search. Wait, wait, people go to school for this? I clicked the link. It was a website for a school called Blanche McDonald, one of the most well-known beauty schools in Canada. And I was happy to see that it was located only four hours away from me. I read every single word on that website. My mind was blown. They had classes on bridal makeup, film and television, special effects, hairstyling, wardrobe design, careers no one ever talked about in the city that I lived in. When my husband came home from work, I brought him upstairs and my fingers trembled as I scrolled through the pages showing him everything that I had learned. He seemed pretty proud of himself. After all, this was his idea, something that he'd suggested a long time ago, and this website only proved he was right, and he loved being right. After I finished showing him all there was to see, he simply said, well, send them an email. I sent an email and received a response from one of the directors right away. She suggested that we make the trip to Vancouver to come see the school and discuss if it would be a good fit for me. For us, that would mean a couple of tanks of gas, eight hours on the road, and the cost of a hotel. We didn't have much extra money back then, but we both knew we had to make it work somehow. I booked us a dumpy hotel downtown, and the very next weekend, we were on our way. We went on a road trip to go see the school, and to me, Vancouver felt like a big, scary city. I'd never seen so many people on the streets, roads felt so busy and with all of the overpasses I thought there's no way I could ever drive a car here but we did a tour of the school and then sat down in a director's office she looked me in the eyes and asked what do you see yourself doing in makeup I really had no idea there were even options but I did know that there were some pretty cool looking people who worked at the Mac counter back in Kelowna so I said maybe I'd like to work at a Mac counter I don't know I just like doing makeup The director said, well, then you're in luck because we have 12 makeup counters here in the greater Vancouver area. There's a lot of opportunity for you here. I was pretty surprised. And I think that's when I realized how big the city actually was compared to where I lived. Until then, I'd never thought about living in Vancouver. I kind of figured I'd go to school there and then go back home. But once we got back to Kelowna, it was clear that that was the school I needed to go to. My husband said, well, If you're going to do makeup, then we need to move to Vancouver. This city isn't big enough for you to build a career doing makeup. My heart sank. Wait, what about my grandma's house? 
It was my dream to buy this home since I was a little girl. And on top of that, we'd painted it, bought furniture, decorated. I loved it there. He said, well, it's a sacrifice you're going to have to make. He was so matter of fact about it. But of course, it didn't have nearly as much sentimental value to him as it did to me. I was overwhelmed with sadness. I cried so hard that I thought my eyes were going to pop. Once I'd finally gathered myself together, I called my mom to tell her the news. Mom, I think I'm going to be a makeup artist. What? I'm going to go to makeup school. What about being a psychologist? Well, I could go back to that afterwards if I want to. So you're dropping out? I could hear the disappointment in her voice. What about the house? I think I need to sell it. She started to cry. Shit, I was disappointing my mom. This was the last thing I wanted. The tears came back. Now I was crying too. Looking back now, I'm not sure I'd have the courage to make that big of a sacrifice, flip my whole life upside down for a gamble, but something told me that this was what I had to do. I could feel it in my gut. I know my mom's fear came from a good place. She wanted more for me than she had had for herself. She said, Being a makeup artist is going to be hard, Jaina. You're going to have to build up a clientele, and that takes a long time. What she didn't realize was that I believed I could do it because I'd seen her do it. When she told my grandpa she was going to do nails, he asked, and what are you going to do for a real job? Then she built up a clientele with a wait list, became a trainer for a huge nail brand, and was flown all around North America educating. She was a big part of the reason I believed in myself. She was the reason I was so confident. Anyways, we put the house up for sale, and since we were going to be moving from a big three-story townhome to a 350-square-foot studio in downtown Vancouver, I also had to sell everything inside the home. All the furniture, the plants, the decorative accents. People walked into my place and pointed, how much for that? It was crazy feeling like I was letting go of everything, trading in one life for another. Moving was hard. I didn't know anyone in Vancouver. I carried pepper spray in my purse because I had anxiety walking down the street so full of people that I didn't know. I didn't have any friends. There was no family around. It was a lot. After living there for a few months, my grandpa came to visit. Now, I call him Pops, and I wasn't expecting to see him, but he was kind of like that, always full of surprises. He showed up with his new wife and said that he wanted to take me out for dinner. Pops was quite a character. He was a straight shooter. He never said anything he didn't mean, and he wasn't afraid to put anyone in their place. I had a lot of respect for him because he was the only man who'd been in my life since I was born, and I always felt like we had a special bond. I remember being in a high school musical once. He came to watch, and afterwards, I went backstage to change out of my costume, and when I walked back to the auditorium where my family was waiting, I saw Pops, and I had to stop for a second. I held my breath. I knew that I was about to get some very honest feedback. He spoke to me as he put his jacket and scarf back on. He said, Jaina, that was incredible. You are a very talented actress. In fact, if you ever decide you want to take acting seriously, I'll quit everything to be your manager. Just say the word. Can you imagine how great it felt to be so supported to do something so many people would consider a pipe dream? I'll never forget that. Anyways, here we were sitting at a dinner table in Vancouver. I'd just sold everything I owned, dropped out of university, taken on a whole new mountain of student debt, moved to a new city. I could only imagine how he was going to feel about this. Finally, his wife brought up the elephant in the room. So when are you going back? She asked. I said, to Kelowna? No, to school. I thought you were going to be a teacher or a psychologist. That's when Pops put his hand over hers as if to say, you can stop talking now. 
he interrupted with, Chena isn't going back to school. She's going to be a makeup artist. In fact, she'll be whatever she wants to be because she'll be successful at whatever she puts her mind to. At a time when my parents were still so disappointed and unsure of what I was doing, his approval meant more to me than he would ever know. A couple of weeks later, I received a phone call from my mom that shook me to my core. Pops had woken up that morning, asked his wife what their plans were for the day, and then had a heart attack and passed away unexpectedly. I had no idea that that dinner was going to be the last conversation I'd have with him. But he left me with the reassurance that he believed in me. Considering all I'd sacrificed, I had a lot to prove. The first big commercial project that I got, I took a picture of the check and sent it to my mom. Look, I can make money doing makeup. I busted my ass volunteering, learning, promoting myself, and eventually my mom went from a skeptic to my number one fan. Now she's excited to show her clients all the magazines I've been published in or to brag that I get flown around the world and I'm booked a solid two to three years in advance. She's come to watch me give talks at conferences in Vancouver and Toronto and everywhere we go when I'm public speaking, she'll say, you know, my daughter's the keynote speaker at the convention center today. It's safe to say she's back to being proud again. Some of the most successful people in the world started out by disappointing their parents. Dwayne Johnson grew up with a father who was a wrestler, Rocky Soulman Johnson. He retired from the WWE in 1991. Well, after pursuing a career at the CFL, Dwayne Johnson wanted to make the transition of pro wrestling, but his father was adamantly against it. Even though he himself had been a huge success, he was the first black man to win a tag team championship belt. But back then, pro wrestlers didn't make much money. And he wanted more for his son. The Rock said in an interview, we had the biggest fight between a father and son ever over this. And essentially he said, look around, look what I have after all these years. I want more for you. And The Rock said, I appreciate that, but I feel like I have something to offer. He said he fought and fought and fought over until eventually his mother stepped in and his father finally agreed to train him. The Rock did have something to offer, and even though he did what his father did, he ended up with so much more. His first goal was to buy his parents a house, which is exactly what he did. And as you know, he became one of the most famous pro wrestlers of all time and transitioned full-time to Hollywood to also become one of the highest paid actors of all time. In 2008, Dwayne inducted his own father into the WWE Hall of Fame, but his father passed away before being able to see The Rock inducted as well. Then there's Jennifer Lawrence. She saved up her babysitting money so she could go to New York to pursue acting. Her mom wanted her to fail at acting so she'd come back home. She knew if Jennifer was successful, she'd stay in New York and she wanted her baby to be nearby. While we're talking about Jennifer's, Jennifer Lopez and her mom butted heads a lot when she was growing up because J-Lo wasn't paying attention in class. She was so distracted with dancing and she eventually left home at the age of 18 because she and her mom were arguing so much about her future plans. Her mom was so upset that she dropped out of college and said that it was really stupid. So they didn't talk for eight months. Jennifer was homeless, sleeping on a couch in a dance studio, but told herself, this is what I have to do to be successful. If she'd listened to her mom, We might have never fallen in love with velour tracksuits, glowy skin, and juicy booties. Plus, Carrie Underwood from the block just doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? Our parents want the best for us. So, of course, 
They want us doing what's safest. They're not interested in big risks. And can you blame them? They want to know we're going to be okay. But only you know what sparks that fire in your belly. Only you know what feels right for your life. Funny enough, after only a couple of years of doing hair and makeup, the owner of Blanche McDonald reached out to personally invite me to be an instructor at the college. While I was there, I noticed there was a cultural element missing in the curriculum, so I pointed out that I didn't think that Asian or South Asian women were being properly represented, and she said, perfect. Then we found just the right person to rewrite the curriculum. Next thing I knew, I was being hired to write what the students would be learning and teaching my new curriculum to the instructors who had taught me. Somehow, I still got to be a teacher. It's been over a decade since then, and of course I never became a relationship counselor or sex therapist. However, I did start this podcast, which has been rated top 10 in Canada on Apple Podcasts for best relationship and sexuality podcasts, as well as on other podcast charts all around the world, including South Africa and the UK. And I've never, ever recorded an episode wearing a beige suit jacket or pencil skirt. So there's that. Now I'm 18 years into my makeup career and I still love going to work every day. And what's even better is it's funded my ability to make this podcast. It feels like I'm living my dream. To be honest with you, when I count my blessings, my career is at the very top of my list. I mean, I know family and friends are important, but I figure everyone has some semblance of that. But very few people get to earn a living doing the thing that sets their soul on fire. There's no better feeling. So... Thank your parents for caring. Thank them for wanting the best for you. And then do what you want to do anyways. We only have one life to live and I'd hate for you to end it wondering, what if? Shout out to my mom whose love has always been unwavering through my good and bad decisions for cheering me on, believing in me, bragging about me, and most recently, for wearing your BLE hoodie. I also need to send out a giant thank you to the people at Blanche McDonald. Not only did I learn so much at the school, but I loved getting to be a part of the faculty. And it's such an honor having the entire school be so supportive of myself and other students, even after we graduate. In fact, when I reached out to let the people at Blanche know that I was going to be talking about them on the show, they let me know that they're already BLE besties. So thank you for always being so supportive. And then there's Pops. I don't know what the Wi-Fi is like up in heaven, but I hope you're listening to Big Lush Energy and loving every minute of it. Finally, to the dreamers. I hope this episode has given you a little inspiration and encouragement to go after that thing that sets your soul on fire. You'll never regret it, I promise. And if you need someone to give you a little encouragement, I don't call myself a professional hype woman for no reason. Hit me up. Send me an email. Send me a text message, a DM, anywhere. I don't care. But I want to hear from you. And if you know someone who could use a little BLE in their lives, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do, somebody else follows their dreams. It's true. (laughs) Thanks again for pressing play this week. I can't wait to talk to you next Wednesday, but until then, go be your most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go.
close, that's why I'm yelling, damn Jaina Would you fit me in if you can, damn Jaina I know you the one with the plan, damn Jaina There's no time to waste, would you make, damn Jaina Could you make me up right now, damn Jaina Would you fit me in if you can, damn Jaina I know you the one with the plan, damn Jaina There's no time to waste, would you make There's no time to waste, would you make me up, could you make me up right now?